Welcome to This Week at TMS. We're your hosts, Sarah Grace Hayes and Maggie Pena. This week, we are sitting down with campus and community assistant editor Sean Scott to discuss his story on housing in Oxford. Hey, Sean. Thanks for coming on the podcast today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm all right. We can just get started. So why did you decide to write this story on housing in Oxford? So I originally, I was writing a story about homelessness in Oxford. And while I was doing research for that story, I came across a housing study for Oxford that was published earlier this year. And they had delineated in the study between student housing and residence housing in Oxford. And it was really interesting to see the difference in prices. And I just wanted to look into more of why the prices were so different and how that impacted low-income residents in the area. Awesome. So in your story, you wrote about the standard of living in Oxford is pretty much to be stuck where you are in the housing market. Can you explain a little bit about what that means and how people are stuck? In Oxford, there's not a lot of rental housing or housing that you can purchase in the area that's available. Compared to the rest of Butler County, the occupancy rates are very high and there's not a whole lot on the market for people to move into. So once you do find a place, you're kind of stuck with that and the energy that it might take to go out and look for another place is a lot more than some people can give when they have to compete in the job market at the same time and they have lives outside of looking for housing. So it's just, it takes too much energy to find an affordable house in Oxford. And a lot of people just feel like it's better to stay where they're at than try to waste their time looking for something that may or may not come true. So you kind of talk about how people can be stuck in this housing market, but can you give us a rundown of how the housing market sort of divided between residents and students and staff in Oxford? There's no law that can tell landlords who they can and can't rent to. They're allowed to market their properties towards students and they're allowed to market their properties towards residents. But Oxford is in Butler County and the Butler County average income is roughly 62,000. The income for Miami students is roughly 119,000. So for landlords, it makes a lot more financial sense to market towards students when you can collect rent from two or three or four students at once in the same property who all come from families that tend to be wealthier than the surrounding area. So you just get more bang for your buck if you rent towards the students and a lot of people will market towards their students. And even in the apartments that are marketed toward residents, there's nothing that can stop students from renting there as well. So it can be very hard for permanent residents to find a quiet area away from students where they won't have to deal with kind of the college town dynamic, even though that's obviously what you get when you live in Oxford. Not everyone wants to be constantly surrounded by that energy, but it's very hard to avoid. So can you sort of explain how students living in Oxford affects the living costs for other people? A lot of landlords will buy properties and market them towards students or properties that weren't traditionally rented out like houses there will be people who will come in and buy those houses and then rent them out as student properties. And that makes it harder for people who may want to live in Oxford and buy a house. There aren't houses on the market for them to buy because so many properties are being converted into student rentals 
and it's not just apartments. Like you'll see rows of houses that are all designated for students and things like that. And it's just not, it's not easy for residents to find places to live here. So in your story, you mentioned how students aren't super well-versed in knowing that they can negotiate prices and negotiate with leases. So how does, does that impact residents and other people looking for housing and the price of housing here? There's a lot of a misconception among students, I think, that when you're renting an apartment, you have to get on it as soon as possible. And to get your place as soon as possible, you just accept the first thing that comes to you. And I talked to Sam Perry, who is the Oxford Community Development Director, and he said that it can be very easy for students to feel like they're trapped with the options that are presented to them, when in reality, you're not, it's not a one-way street. You can talk to your landlords and ask them why the price is what it is and kind of negotiate your lease. But once you sign it, that's what you're stuck with. So a lot of people in their rush to find housing for the next semester will sign the lease immediately, not read through it very carefully. But if they would take the time and look through it and talk to the landlords, they might be able to get lower prices than are actually marketed towards them. Is that sort of what incentivizes landlords and people to rent out to students a little bit? Yeah, they rent towards the students because, first of all, you're collecting rent from two or three or four residents as opposed to one family. You're renting to a demographic that has a higher income based on the students that Miami attracts. And they're just less experienced in the housing market overall, so they don't know whether or not what they're getting is a good price. So we've kind of been talking about students and how they affect the housing market. And obviously COVID is another thing that has really affected the housing market lately. So how did the uptick in students renting this year due to COVID influence housing in Oxford? So this year, Miami allowed sophomore students to live off campus. They removed the on-campus requirement for them. And that meant that there was one quarter more students who were able to live off campus. Even with that, the occupancy rate for student housing in Oxford was 95% this year, which means that it was probably less last year. And Miami is adding the sophomore live-in campus requirement back next semester, which means that those students who lived off campus this semester won't be able to do the same thing. And that's going to lower the amount of people that are renting apartments. And it's going to, there's going to be too much housing on the market and not enough people looking for housing. So landlords will probably have empty properties or they'll have underutilized properties where they're approved to rent to four people, but in reality, they only rent to two. And just a lot of situations like that where they're not collecting as much rent as they expected by marketing towards students because there aren't as many students living in Oxford. Are there any solutions to this disproportionately distributed housing market? Yeah, so one of Oxford's goals for 2021 is to figure out the affordable housing crisis in the area and work towards the solutions. The Housing Advisory Commission is looking at a few different options. One of them that I mentioned in the story was raising the building height limit in Uptown and the general Oxford area because 
if you raise the height limit, say from four stories to five, you can fit more units on the same plot of land and it's cheaper to develop. So that will lower the cost of those units once developers finish them. Another thing that they're looking into is rezoning some of the lots so that you get smaller lot sizes because smaller lots tend to be cheaper. You have smaller houses and those cost less for people. They're also looking to incentivize low-income housing for developers. So for example, if a developer is looking to build an apartment and they need a certain appeal, like they want to build closer to the road or they want to build less sidewalks, they can go to the city and they can kind of bargain in a way where they'll say, hey, we need to build this close to the road because it's better for our development. And the city can then say, okay, you can build that close to the road, but in return, can you make three of your units affordable for low-income residents? And just solutions like that. So none of it has been finalized, but they are looking into a lot of different options for it. Well, Sean, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It was really enjoyable. I learned a lot, so thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. This episode of This Week at TMS was produced and edited by Sarah Grace Hayes and Maggie Pena, with supervising production from our editor-in-chief, Tim Carlin. Our theme music is by Sam Terribolini. That's all for this week at TMS. Stay tuned for our next episode out on the Miami Student SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Podcasts next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Sarah Grace Hayes. And I'm Maggie Pena. Love and honor.